This afternoon, I'm speaking to an interior decorator by the name of Rochelle Boucher. Rochelle Boucher and I are chatting about a book that is quite controversial. It's on the bestsellers list. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the reason it's controversial, uh, the woman's name is Marie Kondo. She's out of Japan. But she has this method where she says, look at everything in your bedroom, look at everything in your house, take a look at it and say, do I love this or not? And if you don't love it, get rid of it. Good Lord, Rochelle, help us out. There's got to be something in between. What kind of what kind of system do you have in comparison? Help us out here. I agree. It seems a bit it seems a bit extreme. I do like a lot of what Marie Kondo says, and I'm not really familiar with her exact methods. But I feel that um, for me per- personally, you do need to purge a room in order to either declutter it or redecorate it. Um, when you look at the room, um, you know there are so many different things in it um, that lots of them. Don't need, you don't need to keep in the room anymore, and you can donate them. I think if you're in a financial position where you don't need to sell your furniture, donating them is something really good to do, um, or give them away to friends or students. Um, you can sell them, and or you can reuse and repurpose them somewhere else in your room. Um, sometimes things are junk, and you do need to throw them away. <laughs> but I think you do need to purge and get rid of things, but... Um, I think the biggest thing in making a room livable um, is creating a system for living in that room um, and keeping it tidy and keeping it um, orderly. Uh, the, um, if it's not easy, we won't do it. And I have an example in my, my, my house. When you walk into it, we don't have a mudroom, and most people enter. Because we're Canadian, we come in and take our boots off at the back door. No one ever uses my front door. You'd think I didn't have a front door. <laughs> <laughs> so they, people come in, and they use the back door. So everyone uses the back door. I put a big basket, which is beautiful. It's aesthetic. It's nice. It doesn't have a lid where the kids in the wintertime can throw their hats, their coats, their mitts, their scarves into that basket. Um, if that had a lid on it or we have a bin right beside it that you have to lift the top up, no one will use it because that's too hard. Wow. <laughs> if you have to move anything aside, the system is not easy anymore and no one will buy into it. So you need to create an easy system once you've decluttered in order to continue to keep it that way. Ah, okay. Now you had uh, mentioned something uh, a while ago when I chatted uh, with you. Uh, you have a system as well for your laundry room. Tell us about that. Yeah, I fought long and hard with laundry. Um, it's, it's one of my weak points. And I finally found a system that worked for my family. There were four of us in my family. So I have four laundry baskets. Inside each one is a littler basket for um, unmentionables <laughs> and socks and whatnot. <laughs> and each person has their own. So I immediately fold laundry when it comes out of the dryer and every person goes into their basket and then they're responsible for putting them away. Because we have water meters here. Um, the, uh, we, it's cheaper to do laundry on um, the weekends. So every Saturday and Sunday I do laundry and then Sunday night everyone's responsible for their own laundry basket and they put it away in their room. 
Um, really, it works really well for our family. I think too, it gives everybody a better idea of what clothes they have, and we can give away, donate clothes that we don't need anymore. So just to recap what we've chatted about, uh, you say as opposed to the life-changing magic of tidying up, which is all the rage, but like I said, I mean, I read this book and I was in a fetal position. Uh, Japanese uh, declutterer, tidier, uh, she tidies up, her name is Marie Kondo, and uh, she's an interior decorator, but you say, you know what, be a little bit gentler with yourself. If I'm, uh, if I'm right, uh, you say donate dispose or reuse and Mm -hmm. on top of that have a a very very easy system because anything that even involves lifting up a lid and putting an item of clothing in it that's too hard it's got to be completely dummy down right that for the for your family to buy into it absolutely (laughs) okay i've learned from experience if it's hard no one will do it um, although I think that there are things that are a little bit hard and are that are maybe challenging, um, and it brings to mind something that Marie Kondo did talk about was um, that it's the art of tidying up. And I think that housework and has become a lost art. Um, and um, the art of homemaking is something that seems to be over the years has lost its value as something that is something that we do and sometimes it can be hard and I think in those instances I like to look at it as a routine that I it's almost a zen or a meditative process I get up every morning and I make all the beds in my house and I really enjoy the process of doing that in as I'm doing that I throw away you know take out dishes and and things that have accumulated in the room and laundry put it in the bin I know I probably shouldn't be doing it for my children, but I like the way the room looks when I'm done, and I feel very good about my house. And it's a routine, and it's almost zen-like, meditative, to do something like that and keep that routine going. So here's, um, the, here's and, the major question then. There's lots of busy moms and dads out there that are saying, that sounds fantastic. How much time do I have to allot to a zen moment of tidying up? Does 10 minutes do it, or does it have to be 20 minutes or half an hour? What, what is that period of time that people can lock on to and say, yeah, I could do that? Well, I think when your kids are younger, I think it probably takes a little more time mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have accumulated a lot more stuff. Um, for me, five minutes. Um, and I have arranged my bed making so that we have a duvet with a duvet cover on it and a bottom sheet, and that's it. So making the bed is really pulling that up and arranging pillows and then picking up clutter from the night before doesn't take long when you do it every day. So for me, I go around to each room. I have three three rooms that I do, and it takes about five minutes. And I feel very, very good. Again, going back to it's easy, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Exactly. But, so keep it yeah. simple, stupid. Or it's routine. What's that? Or it's routine. Or it's routine. You know, you make it a routine. And so because you do it every day, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. But I also... I think of my grandma and I think of um, homemakers that I've known, one particular amazing one that comes to mind, that, you know, when I look at how deftly they did things and how it was their job and it was their, um, there was an art and a science to it and it was valued doing housework. That's what I like about Marie Kondo is she talks about no one taught us how to tidy up. 
no one really taught us that homemaking was an art or a science that could be valued. Um, and and I think, you know, I, I think of one particular homemaker that I've always admired. She would cook, prep her meals throughout the week and um, have them all prepped on Sunday. And then so when she came home on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, she would know that that day what she was going to have, and she'd have her onions and garlic and whatnot prepped so that it was just throwing the different ingredients together. That was an art. That was a science. That was something that was really valued. It was work in itself. And I think we kind of lost that, um, that when it doesn't feel valuable what you're doing, you don't really do it. So I think you have to give some value to the fact that, you know, tidying up and doing housework isn't something you just get through. It's a valuable thing for you and your family. And when it's got some meaning, you might be more apt to do it as well. So if I'm hearing you right, it's got to be easy. It's got to be either easy or routine. Like I said, keep it simple, stupid, or look at it as well as uh, that same sort of Zen-like approach. Be in the moment um, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, do it calmly. And, you know, you don't have to do it uh, for an hour and a half every day. I mean, it is quite possible. Now, uh, Rochelle, and by the way, again, I'm uh, speaking to Rochelle Boucher, who is a phenomenal interior decorator. She's uh, very, very economical, and she's got brilliant ideas. Go to her website, RochelleBoucher.com, B-O-U-C-H-I-R, RochelleBoucher.com. Before I let you go, Rochelle, uh, again, the controversial book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. And if you're into half a bottle of gin because you're so depressed that you're uh, not able to decide whether you love your furniture or you're going to throw it out, uh, the other thing that uh, Marie Kondo says, and how do you feel about this, Rochelle? She says that she doesn't agree in storage bins because storage bins just uh, encourage hoarding. Wow, extreme. How do you feel? I have to agree with her on that one. I, I, um, You've heard stories over and over again about people that have moved and didn't bother opening some of their boxes and 10 years later open the boxes and end up donating everything in them anyway because they never needed it. Mm-hmm. We really, really, really do have too much stuff. Okay. Um, if you buy boxes, it's a place to put them away and forget about them. Um, uh, I have heard a saying that uh, basement is a place where old things go to die. (laughs) (laughs) True. And and it's true. I just recently purged my home office, which most people who have home offices do in January, I think. And I I purged and, and recycled almost everything in it, put it all back, and in the end, I think I may need to buy one bin to keep something in, and I'm really going back and forth or whether or not I should. Now, I did go to different stores. Canadian Tire had lots of bins on sale, and it was so tempting because they looked so good. And I've stopped myself from buying them, and I'm really glad I did because I really didn't need anything. I got rid of most things. Rather than putting all my old magazines in a bin, I recycled them, (laughs) and I don't need them anymore. And I feel a lot lighter because of it. So your attitude basically is look at what you have first and then buy the bins. Don't buy the bins first and then just throw everything into them or else you'll never throw anything out. Is that right? Yes. And in fact, you'll probably empty out a lot of bins when you're in in the process of purging and you can use those bins to put your other stuff in. You'll probably have extra bins in the end if you're doing it right. 
Well, every every one of us has a hoarder. Let's face it. You buy the bins and then you buy bigger bins to put the bins in. Then you buy bigger bins to put those in. The next thing you know, you have a pod in your driveway. So if you are approaching that, please contact Rochelle. She is wonderful. Her website is rochelleboucher.com. And, uh, and, and read this book, but don't get stressed out. It's just a, it's an interesting approach. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. But after you've had a major breakdown and think you're a hoarder, then you go to Rochelle's website and you contact Rochelle. RochelleBoucher.com. She'll set you back on track. Rochelle, thank you so much for talking to me this afternoon. Thanks so much, Judy.